This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And my guest today, this is going to be so much fun because this is a topic we've never talked about on this program. And we're getting close to episode 500. So, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting that this is not a topic that has come up. And so when my guest reached out to me and said he'd like to be a guest, I was really interested. I thought, hey, this sounds very cool, but <clears throat> I was a little skeptical too. <laughs> you know? and, and so let me tell you a little bit about him so that you know where, we, where we're coming from when we start talking about this. So if you're not winning in life, you're losing. Pradeep Sangha helps entrepreneurs win in business and life. His personal mission is to help men live more fulfilling lives, have passionate relationships, and raise happy families. As an entrepreneur, husband, and father, Pradeep knows exactly how tough it can be to balance a successful business with a happy family. Pradeep uses his proprietary system called the Winner's Formula to help men win. The system was developed using leadership psychology, latest neuroscience, and modern mindfulness to align a man's life energy, mind, and emotions to create exponential confidence, performance, vitality, wealth, time, options, joy, and fulfillment. So again, Pradeep, welcome. Thanks, Deb. I appreciate the opportunity to, to be on your show. Well, and you know, uh, I, as I was saying, I was a little skeptical, I was a little, but more curious than anything. And it's funny because I've had several female guests on who have talked about how we, as women, you know, the challenges we face with having to balance, you know, and, and it's funny, there is no work-life balance. It's a juggling act, no matter what. It's, you know, they're, they're, you, you're never even, I mean, you know, there, there is no balance. Yep. And, and so, of course, when I was thinking, well, okay, you work with men, I thought, well, pff, men don't need this. They know all of these things, which, of course, is wrong. Um, and, and I think that's the big thing is everyone assumes that men just know how to be good leaders, how to be entrepreneurs and have a family and be successful and all of those various things. And so I love that this is, is what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, awesome. And you're absolutely right. Men, it's assumed that we're tough, that we know mm -hmm. how to do things naturally, right. but it's not our natural tendency mm -hmm. because we are taught to do one thing, actually, and that's mm -hmm. persevere. Mm -hmm. Actually, really go at it until we can break through our challenges. But right. what ends up happening for a lot of men is that they end up burning a lot of time, energy, resources, mm -hmm. and basically a good part of their life trying to figure out stuff that they don't need to waste all that energy on. They can actually right. do other things and look at other avenues to get that help. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and if you look at things like medical statistics, we see that a lot of Men in that, you know, either as an entrepreneur, small business owner, or, you know, leadership in a big company, their stress levels tend to be very high. They tend to have a lot of, of health issues like heart attacks and, and things like that. And I think a big part of that is because they, they feel that it, they have to do it themselves. As you said, they have to persevere. They have to, you know, put all those sports metaphors in there that, that you can, um, you know, and, and, and they don't realize that they really can be reaching out for help. It's not going to make them lesser. It's not going to, you know, d diminish them in any way. And, and so, but what really made me curious at the start was why, what did you decide, you know, why is this your passion in life? Why did you decide to do this? Oh, wow. Where do I start? So <laughs> I, can, I can give you a little bit of background about myself. So mm -hmm. I, I am a son of an immigrant family. My parents mm -hmm. came here from India in the early 70s and eventually my dad became an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I saw my dad, very, I would say, one of those guys that I really admire, but he also struggled. Mm -hmm. And he struggled because he just knew how to work hard. That's how he built his business. Right. And so he spent his entire life, he had a good life. You know, most people would say he had, mm -hmm. you know, the money, he traveled, he had a great family. 
and but inside I knew something wasn't right for him. He mm-hmm. wasn't completely fulfilled. He was right. struggling in certain aspects. He also suffered from alcoholism. Mm. So that's one of the things. And I, I lost my father last year. He passed away from oh. a heart attack working, mm-hmm. uh, which drove me to another level. Mm-hmm. But I saw the challenges as a child, mm-hmm. what a man goes through as an entrepreneur trying to right. juggle a family. He was always present. Mm-hmm. He always ha- had the teachings that he gave us. So I'm so appreciative of that mm-hmm. because a lot of men today don't have the time to spend with their families like right. my old father did. So mm-hmm. that, that's one of the things. The other thing that really triggered me was when I broke up with my childhood sweetheart. And that was almost two decades ago. And mm-hmm. I was literally almost, I was shattered. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why our relationship had broken up and gotten to that point. And that's really when I started to take a look at psychology and the psychology of relationships, particularly the difference between men and women. And I started to notice, and I was talking to some of the top experts in psychology and relationship psychology in the U.S., and they started, they were telling me about these trends happening in relationships and that society was changing significantly and how men are actually taking a different role and that's actually impacting their masculinity and their ability to be leaders. Mm -hmm. And so I've slowly seen that happening now where a lot of men today do not know how to be men. Right. And what ends up happening is sometimes they overcompensate and we mm-hmm. see behaviors that we don't want to see mm-hmm. in a lot of people in leadership, or they suffer and they suffer in silence. And mm-hmm. then their relationship with their spouse suffers and they're not able to really be themselves and raise the children to the level that they want to. They can't be that father that they want to and teach mm-hmm. their kids that the principles that they want to because they're unsure. Right. And so a lot of this kind of fell together for me. Because I, I just fell into it, you could say. I was a corporate executive that literally I just walked into work one day and I quit because I was absolutely miserable. I mm-hmm. had, you could say on paper, the amazing life. Right. I had a great income. I had a beautiful mm-hmm. wife, a young child at the time. I had the status. I was known as a go-getter in my industry. And my goal was to be a CEO of a major corporation. Mm-hmm. But inside, I was just not happy. Mm. And I was living a life that I thought every that I thought I wanted, but it right. really turned out to be the life that everybody else or I thought everybody else wanted for me. Mm-hmm. And so when I broke free of that, that's really when I had true freedom and mm-hmm. I and I experienced life to a completely different level. So my whole my whole passion, my whole mission right now is to help men and really help them win, as I say, but win in their business, win in their relationships, win in their life so they have the freedom, they have the time to spend with their family. They're truly fulfilled and happy because mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs, as business owners, yes, people are intelligent. Yes, people are smart. Yes, people are go-getters. But when you ask them their emotional states, mm-hmm. they're not where they want to be. Right. right. And that, that is the biggest part. If you want to have a quality life, it all comes down to your emotions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much money you make doesn't matter how big your business is. Mm-hmm. If you are not feeling the inner content, the peace, the joy, or whatever emotions you want to feel, then what are you working so hard for? Mm-hmm. It's a question I ask a lot of men these days, and a lot of men cannot answer it. Right. And their default answer is, well, I want to give my family the life that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Don't you think your family wants you around? Mm-hmm. Don't you think your family wants to see you extremely happy right. and joyful? Mm-hmm. Right. So... A lot of people are building their lives backwards. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we do. We see men that are working, you know, the, the 80 hours a week or, you know, and maybe they're home, but they're still working, um, you know, all these various things. And, and, you know, and then they do. They miss their, especially their kids. They miss seeing their kids grow up and, right. and being there with them. And, and I think part of that, there's, there's kind of the stigmas of, um, you know, well, you know, well, what do you mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, field day at school. You want to go to that? Aren't it? Isn't it just women? You know, and, you know, and, and various things like that where, you know, it's, it, you know, you kind, men are looked down upon or called, you know, Mr. Mom. And of course there's, you know, I love Mr. Moms. We, we all need yeah. Mr. Moms, but, you know, it, it, and, but society thinks, well, wait a minute, why should you want to be home with your kids? Why should you want to do the things they're doing? Why do you want to take a vacation? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. And and all of these various things, because you are, you're supposed to be always working, always making the money, you know, and at some point you might retire, but you know, I've talked to a lot of men who, when they retire, they're lost. You're partially because they had no idea what they were going to do. 
Um, you know, when my father retired, he had worked every day of his life. Now we did go on vacations and he did, you know, I'm an only child. And so I was fortunate that he did spend time with me and do all sorts of things. But when he retired, he was lost. He had absolutely no idea what to do with his free time. So he ended up kind of volunteering, doing what he used to do. And the same thing was with my father-in-law. Um, you know, he's, he had, had, completely retired, but he still went into the office every day. And, you know, and, and, and so men just really don't know what to do once they reach that age. And, and, and the key, of course, is that they should have been doing it all along. Yes, absolutely. So there's, there's a three C's that a lot of men are looking for. They're looking mm -hmm. for more confidence. They're looking mm -hmm. for more clarity. Mm -hmm. And they're also looking for more control. And I'm not saying like overbearing control, mm -hmm. but control where they feel like they're actually taking the steps forward of their life mm -hmm. and actually leading the circumstances mm -hmm. rather than living with the circumstances that are given to them. And that's mm -hmm. the big difference. And so for men, there are not, and I've researched this, is there are very few opportunities and groups out there specifically for men and right. men in business mm -hmm. where there's a safe environment. So the work that I do, we talk about everything. We mm -hmm. talk about fatherhood. We talk about sex and relationships. Mm -hmm. We talk about men that feel like they're cowering in their relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so we talk about all of these things in a safe environment. Mm -hmm. And once people and once men open up to that environment, they realize, wow, they're not the only ones feeling this way. Mm -hmm. That Pretty much nine out of 10 guys sitting around the table are feeling the exact same way. Some guys have figured it out. Some guys have not. Mm -hmm. But it's an opportunity for them to really express themselves and actually come up with solutions in a safe environment where they don't feel like they're going to be judged and criticized. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, and, and I think that's the important thing is men do think, and of course, you know, I'm, yeah, like I would know, but um, you know, I, I think they do think they will be criticized. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they, there might be derogatory terms that are used, you know, all these various things. If, even if they just say, Hey, I want to spend more time with my kids, with my wife, um, you know, I want to go fishing on the weekends and, and not have my phone with me and not, you know, not take my laptop. You know, and, and so I love that you work with men where they know, okay, I can say those things and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I've gone through a lot of that stuff mm -hmm. myself. My wife and I, for example, we've had our challenges. We've mm -hmm. been on the verge of divorce a number of times mm -hmm. and we've worked through it. So I, it's, it's everything that everybody experiences that comes together and there's an aha moment that I'm not the, I can tell you for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, that I can sit in a group of 10 men and eight of them for sure will not be happy in their relationship. Mm -hmm. And that impacts their ability right. in their business. Mm -hmm. So they are not as motivated because they're working their butts off uh, anyways. And then they're mm -hmm. thinking, you know, if I'm going to go home to a relationship without passion, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Right. Why would I put any more mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. and energy into this and mm -hmm. have that motivation? Right. So all of these come to the surface and then we come up with solutions to really tackle it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, it's, it is very complicated because, you know, as, as we said at the start, there's not anything really for men. I mean, you know, women, you know, let's be honest, we, we do have, as, as I said at the start, all these women who are helping us balance all of these things. Lots of self-help books, lots of groups. I mean, hello, there's, there's a women's group every time you turn around. And whether it's, you know, a book group, a business group, or whatever, you know, that, that is, is just for women, we obviously feel more open and more able to express our feelings, um, you know, and, 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 and part of that is, I mean, it's just ingrained in us because we're told that we can, um, you know, I'm, I'm a baby boomer and, you know, and, and, you know, and, and we were definitely brought up with, you know, little girls were social and little, you know, and it was okay to be emotional, but little boys, no, no, you had to be tough. You know, it, they, little boy falls down. No, oh, no, can't cry. Can't cry. You know, and, and so from like when they're two, we've been telling little boys, you have to be tough. You have to have the stiff upper lip, you know, yeah. all of these various things. And the little girl falls down and, oh, poor little baby um you know and and so it, it it and and i see that happening with other age groups also yes. um, because it, it carries forward um you know when and so it's it, it it like i said this is just fascinating to me because it's one of those areas where as i said you know we we don't think it's needed but clearly it is yeah, it's very needed. And there's another, I'll, I'll, you can say, ulterior motive to what's happening because there's a big movement 
Um, we, we hear the term called toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. We hear this and we also, we hear men in power that abuse their power. Right. And we assume it's based on them being men and based mm-hmm. on masculinity, which mm-hmm. is a, is, is a, Total, it's it's non-factual. It's mm-hmm. not actually their masculinity. It's immaturity. It's stupidity. Mm-hmm. It's things outside of masculinity because mm-hmm. a true masculine man doesn't have the need to do that. Mm-hmm. So what en- what's happened now is be- there's a pendulum that's really shifted. And a lot of men now, I've talked to a lot of men in business that talk about they feel like they cannot hire certain positions and mm-hmm. they cannot hire women. They cannot have an open conversation mm-hmm. with women anymore. If they do have a disciplinary conversation, they have to have another woman Mm -hmm. in the room with them. What ends up happening is that's transferring from their business into their relationship as well, because they're not effectively able to communicate Mm -hmm. now with their wife Mm -hmm. and with their children, because subconsciously they have that same uh, belief ingrained into them. Mm -hmm. And we have people now in poor leadership positions that are men that are actually fighting back. Mm -hmm. They're actually fighting back and they're fighting back in a not so healthy way. And it's actually, it, it's not very mindful at all. So the whole purpose of the male entrepreneur and the, and the movement that we're creating here is really about helping men, but in a mindful way mm-hmm. is because there are men. And I know that, and we've seen it. We've seen people in power now, abuse their power, mm-hmm. and they will continue to do that until right. we, as the mindful men, really step up and say, that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. We want to rebalance things. Yes, mm-hmm. talk masculinity is important. Toxic masculinity, that's something we should get rid of. But we want to have this conversation because what's happening now overall, and the news talks about this and we talk about the Me Too movement. And what we have is a clash. Mm -hmm. Now we have a clash that's getting bigger and bigger between men and women. And Mm -hmm. that's not healthy for anybody. Right. Because everybody is equal. Everybody determines there's equality and equity. Mm -hmm. And I understand where women are coming from when it comes to being suppressed Mm -hmm. for so many generations and years and decades. Um, And and the challenges that are going there. But now men are actually taking it, basically going to the other extreme. We're like, we don't know how to be men anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the whole purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and and, I mean, it's it's great that the whole Me Too movement, whatever we want to call it, really is getting attention. Um, and but but as you said, then what happens is it goes to the extreme. You know, just recently we there was a, a, a politician here in the states. I don't know if you you heard this, where he said that he there was a reporter, female reporter, that came to him and wanted to do a life in the day of, and she was doing this with all of the candidates. And, and it's a, a gubernatorial candidate, if I remember right. And he said, no, not if it was just her and I. And, you know, and, and part of that was because he, you know, his, some of his, his reasonings and rationale were a little wishy-washy. And, you know, you kind of looked at him and went, yeah. Um, but he also, one of the big things was he said, I don't want any, anybody to look at it and say there might be something wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and we hear about executives that will no longer travel with their other executives who are female, you know, or they have to have somebody else who goes along, which is, you know, you have to have a chaperone. Um, you know, and, and, and that's not doing either side any good because then what happens is as women, we're being left out again mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the CEO, the whoever is saying, I'm sorry, I can't, you know, you can't travel with me, um, you know, and, and, and so you're right. It needs to, to come back to rational thinking exactly. and people saying, okay, you know, hello, we can be adults yeah. <laughs> and, and do this. Yeah, absolutely. And if think about it. And, and I talk a lot about from a, a scientific pr- perspective, mm-hmm. from a quantum physics perspective, as well as spirituality, because uh, that's a big component of what mm-hmm. I believe in and what I teach men, is there's always polar opposites. Right. It's like the yin and yang. Mm-hmm. There's always po- polar opposites. The masculine energy is polar opposite to the feminine energy. Mm-hmm. But we need each other. Mm-hmm. We cannot live without each other. Right. And we are attracted to each other for that very reason that we are polar. Mm-hmm. And so that is the most important thing. My wife and I, we joke about it. She's very highly feminine. I'm very highly masculine from that state. And we have that attraction because we keep that balance. Mm -hmm. Now, if we lose that balance, that's when our relationship, well, I can feel it and she can feel it, automatically Mm -hmm. starts to lose that attraction. Mm -hmm. And we start to seeing that's where the resentment starts. Mm -hmm. And then we start seeing issues. And then we go back to the core fundamental thing to say, okay, are we in our natural state? Mm -hmm. 
You know, is she in her natural state as a feminine woman? Am mm-hmm. I in my natural state as a masculine man? And once we rebalance that, our relationship actually goes mm-hmm. back to where it needs mm-hmm. to be. Right. You know, and, and as women, a lot of us have been taught, well, to be successful in business, you can't be feminine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and you, you know, and, and I mean, all the women that wear business suits. Now, you know, there's, there's variety of reasons for that. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're told, no, you have to dress like a man in order to be successful in business. Um, I have one business suit and I don't even think it fits anymore. <laughs> um, you know, I just, but I used to, to wear suits all the time. You know, I, and, and that really was, was, you know, something that I did, but you know, what I love is when I go somewhere and I see a, you know, a woman who is in an absolutely gorgeous dress, you know, she is being feminine. She's, you know, and, and, and so she's being her, you know, and, and, and I talk a lot with all my guests about how we have to be authentic to ourselves. Um, you know, I'm not going to wear a dress. That's just not me, but I'm also not going to wear the suit. Um, you know, and, and so it's, it's funny because then, you know, men are told, well, you have to be very masculine and women can't be feminine. I mean, it's, you, we get all these horrible mixed messages. Yes. And that's the whole thing. And that's why it's so important that, um, us as influencers that we share the message that actually is healthy. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about that. I, I do tons of research. That's what I love to do. Uh, is I've seen how successful executives are, both men and women. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you some of the best executive women that I've come across are the ones that are actually naturally in their feminine state. Right. Because a woman in her natural feminine state can actually convey her message and Mm -hmm. men will actually listen. If a woman comes at him from a masculine standpoint, a man automatically puts up his back and says, mm-hmm. you're going to challenge me from that standpoint because mm-hmm. that's how men are built. Men are right. built to challenge mm-hmm. each other. That's how mm-hmm. we look at each other. Mm-hmm. It's a hierarchy system. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you step into the domain of that, you become part of that. Mm-hmm. So in order to have more influence, it's actually more important to be authentic, mm-hmm. to express your feminine because men will listen from that standpoint. Right. You know, and there are women, obviously, who are more masculine. Mm -hmm. Um, They love wearing the suits, you know, whatever it is, you know, and all those various things. But as you said, it it has to be authentic Authentic. to you, Um, you know, and and because, yeah, if you took a woman who loved wearing suits and said, you must wear a dress, (laughs) she's just going to be mortified. But, um, yeah, it's, and, you know, and, and so, yeah, women, I think we really do get very mixed messages. And then what happens is, we're giving the men mixed messages, as you said, you know, and, and so they don't know, well, okay, wait a minute. I'm not quite sure how I'm supposed to be around this person. <laughs> yeah. Because men in right now, what men are dealing with is they don't know whether they're being controlling, overbearing, mm-hmm. whether they're being masculine enough, whether they're being too masculine. Mm-hmm. And now there's this whole shift where they're confused and that's where they need the right insight, the right, you know, we're talking about from a real, we're not talking about from a political standpoint, we're not talking about from that, from real research, mm-hmm. you know, relationship psychology, mm-hmm. leadership psychology, for people to sit down and say, this is how a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. this is what a healthy, uh, you know, man looks like. Typically, you know, you're, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Right? There's always varying degrees. You can't pinpoint somebody. But these are just some behaviors that might help you actually feel more natural to yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it's got to be just very difficult to be a man it, just in today's world, because everything's so confused. Um, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, a, a woman who was incensed. I mean, she was just bent out of shape that a man had opened a door for her. Oh, seriously? <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and you know, I'm like, if I get to the door first, I'm going to open the door. If whoever, male or female, gets to the door first. Now, what I tend to do is if it's someone who is my senior, I will try and get to the door first and open the door for them. And I don't care if it's male or female. Um, to me, that's just what yes. feels right to me. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, she just, and, and she actually, she went to a different door, because, and which made him look stupid because he's standing there holding the door open. But it also made her look bad, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and that's where, as I said, it's, it's so confusing because we don't know, well, is it okay for us to have a man open our door? Is, you know, like I said, whoever gets there first, open the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And I think it just goes back to feeling what's right for you. Mm-hmm. 
because we have so many social pressures today, and especially with social media, we have so much of this, okay, this is what it should be, or this is what it should be. We are easily influenced. Mm -hmm. So going back to your natural state in terms of what feels right Mm -hmm. is what people need to live by. Right. And so, of course, the the problem is we don't know what that natural state is, and especially mm-hmm. for men, mm-hmm. um, you know. The, and and so that's that's how you work with men, right? Is to to get them back to what their natural state is. Yes, I, we take a look at it from a number of different levels. But again, mm-hmm. you know, we as human beings experience life in three different ways: we think, mm-hmm. we feel, and we sense. Mm-hmm. That's how the human species body works. Mm-hmm. And so most of us are misaligned in at least one of those areas mm-hmm. where we might have the right mindset, but our emotions aren't there. Okay. Or maybe we got the emotions and we got the mindset, but we're not using our sense. Mm-hmm. And we as human beings, we have a sixth sense. Mm-hmm. We have a sense, a gut feeling. You know, Traditionally, because mindfulness is a component of what I, what I teach, is thousands of years ago, people t- their sixth sense was incredible. Mm-hmm. That's where we talk about spirituality. That's where it originated meditation, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. People were practicing that a lot more. And so today's society, because everybody is so go, 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 we have high anxiety, high stress, technology isn't helping whatsoever, mm-hmm. is we're losing that sixth sense now. Mm-hmm. And so it's bringing all of that back because once a human being, so man or woman, aligns with their thought, their emotions, and their sense, which is their energy, Mm -hmm. you create exponential impact. You get into that state where you are like, I can take on anything. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, I'm connecting with people Mm -hmm. better. My wife is just feeling me without me even having Mm -hmm. to say anything. My kids are completely, Mm -hmm. they're attracted to me. They're coming to me like, they're not scared of me anymore, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. That's how it changes. And when it goes from a state of, well, this seems tough, this seems hard, to a state of, wow, this is easy. Bring on mm-hmm. another challenge. Let's see mm-hmm. what else I, I can take on. That's what it's really about. It's what I call your inner force. Mm-hmm. And I, I can relate it. I can comically relate it to watching Star Wars, you know, the, the, the Jedi force, the forces mm-hmm. within you, or the karate kid, for example. Right. Those, are all, those are all based on the whole focus that everything that you do successfully comes from within. Mm-hmm. And when you align yourself from within, everything else falls into place because most people operate from external to internal. Mm-hmm. They focus on business strategies. I got to hire this person. I got to do this marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. I got to do this. Where they need to start is their internal state. Mm-hmm. Because when they actually start focusing on themselves, mm-hmm. that's when actually it's from a universe perspective as well, things start to change. Things start to shift. Mm-hmm. And then whatever is on the external actually becomes a lot easier. And I can tell you from experience, and I, this over and over again from research, I can show you this, that the moment that a person changes internally, they are happier, they have more inner peace, they have more content, they get better business results, mm-hmm. they have a more passionate relationship. Mm-hmm. You don't need to change your spouse to have right. a better relationship. Mm-hmm. If you change yourself first, mm-hmm. your spouse will respond. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're not with the right person. Maybe don't, they don't respond to the level that you want them to, but that's where it starts. And business results are the exact same Thing. And that's why when I work with men, specifically work with them on the level one stage, which is getting them to the level where it's where they think, where they mm-hmm. act, and where they feel like the man and entrepreneur that they want to be. Mm-hmm. Then we layer on the business strategies and tactics and say, okay, now you can work on the external stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it is, uh, especially for men who want to be leaders, this is where it gets so challenging. Um, and, you know, I was reading your blogs and things like that, and you talk about being the alpha. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we all know alpha male, you know, all those various things. And, and it was interesting, we were talking off the air, one of the things that struck me was, you know, you, you have the alpha male, but then it goes too far and you have the bully. You know, and, and we also have alpha females, right? You know, there are, are women who are leaders, obviously, all these various things. But if we take that step too far, we're the word that rhymes with which. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, so we get these two B words that, yes. that are, are there. And, you know, so how is it that, that a man can be, you know, a good leader and be that alpha leader without going too far? Yeah, the first thing is this, the concept, if you take a look at the terminology, the letter, alpha, mm-hmm. it's, it's a Latin letter, right. basically. It's and one. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's one. It's mm-hmm. beginning. It's mm-hmm. actually creation. 
That's what it is. And the whole purpose of being an alpha male is being the leader so you can create your destiny, so mm -hmm. you can create your life and not be a follower and deal with the circumstances and the life that's given to you. Mm -hmm. That is the whole purpose. So when you are an alpha male, you don't need to pronounce and basically say, I am the alpha male. Mm -hmm. People automatically around you see your leadership. Right. They have mm -hmm. confidence. They have trust in you. Mm -hmm. And they say, this person, this man can lead me to where I want to go. Mm -hmm. I, I acknowledge his vision and I'm on board. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening is in the bully state, they are not alpha. It's actually the complete opposite. Right. Yeah. And so they lack the confidence. Mm -hmm. They lack the actual leadership skills because now they're using force. They're using other tactics to get people to adhere to where they want to be. And it is a fine balance. Mm -hmm. It is a very fine balance. And I think the most important thing to realize is actually take a look at who's following you and mm -hmm. take a look at, are you actually serving them? Are they mm -hmm. actually getting the benefit mm -hmm. that you're trying to provide? Because ultimately as a leader, you're a leader because you're actually doing things for other people and they're right. following you based mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. So is your following, is your tribe, is your family benefiting mm -hmm. from your leadership? That is the most important thing. And be open and honest and actually have those conversations because as men, we might think, and for example, men, I'm working 16 hours a day to provide for my family. Mm -hmm. Well, have you sat down with your wife and kids? And had a conversation to say, how does it make you feel that I'm working right. 16 hours? Mm -hmm. You feel like, like you're actually having a lifestyle? Mm -hmm. I can bet you anything. Your wife will probably say, I would like you home more. Mm -hmm. I would like you home for right. dinner. Your mm -hmm. kids will probably say, Daddy, I want to see you more. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to shoo me away when you mm -hmm. say, I, I'll do it. But I have, I have work to do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what we perceive a lot of times that we're actually doing for our tribe mm -hmm. is not actually how they're living it out. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to keep that consistent feedback and that communication because that communication is what keeps you in check. Right. You know, and, and we see that in business too, where, you know, they, you assume, okay, well, my employees think we must be the, the best in the world. We must be selling the most product. We must be this. We must be that. But then when we look at the companies that are very successful, they're the ones that, as you said, are looking to, to make it a, a good place for their employees to be. You know, do they have the, the good balance, back to that word, um, you know, are they able to work from whatever, you know, work from home, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But it, is it a place that they think, wow, I want to go to work on Monday morning or, oh my God, I can't wait till it's Friday. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and again, that comes from being that good leader. Uh, you know, and, and I, I had a boss, this was years ago when I was very first, you know, out of college working for somebody. And he thought that being a leader meant that he had to be controlling, that he had to be, I mean, he was mean, he was nasty, he swore, he threw, he threw things. I was, you know, young enough and this was long enough ago, I didn't realize, <clears throat> I don't have to put up with that. And I really did at one point go, no, uh -uh. but like one of his, he traveled a lot. And so this was just the most annoying thing in the world. He would call at exactly 8 a.m. and 4.50 every day to make sure we were working. And of course we were. I mean, very rarely were we not there. But you know, then of course what it did was it annoyed us because it was me and another woman who worked in the office. We, we, were, we were good workers. We, were, you know, we weren't slacking off just because he wasn't there, all these various things. But, you know, we would do things like he'd say, you know, I need, I need to talk to the other woman. And I'd say, she's in the bathroom. And she was. I mean, you know, but she'd do that on purpose. You know, and, and so we played games with it. Because, and, and all that did was really make him frustrated. Um, yeah. Because then he, you know, he had lost that control that he thought he had to have as a good leader. Yes. Um, you know, and, 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 and we, we knew a lot about his private life. You know, his, his wife came into the office a lot. And I mean, you just looked at them and knew how unhappy they were, mm -hmm. um, you know, and because he was the same way at home. He had to yeah. be completely and totally in charge and in control. And, you know, it just, uh, uh, my understanding is he actually died at a very young age because he had, had a heart condition. Um, but yeah, a, a good leader is not in control. And, and I'm, I'm doing that in my little air quotes because in control really isn't, you know, the, the place you want to be. No, and the most important thing to realize is to be in control, you have to 
be okay with not being in control. Right. So control is really about mm-hmm. inner control. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Getting to that standpoint, again, it's the internal environment versus external environment mm-hmm. because you really don't have that much influence on the external environment until you have influence on your internal environment, right. as I said before. So working with men, I get them to the point where when they their employees say something they don't like, they don't react. Mm-hmm. They take it from a completely different level and then their employees mm-hmm. see them reacting differently and then they're mm-hmm. like, okay. Or they hold their employees more accountable, for mm-hmm. example. Or they don't react in their relationship situation mm-hmm. or when their kids are misbehaving. All of these components because, and, and they walk away with being completely satisfied mm-hmm. with their feelings, how they reacted, and they feel good about themselves. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So that control is all about self-mastery and within. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and one of the hardest things, and you know, I'm, hello, probably pretty much an alpha female, um, ask a lot of people and they would say, you know, I have to be in charge. Um, but one of the hardest things to do is, as you said, is to let go of that yes. and to realize, you know what, that person is the right person to be in charge of this project and I'm going to let them do what they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they know they can come to me if, you know, if there's something that they need, but micromanaging is of course one of the, the worst things that you can be doing. And, and when I, you know, and, and I, you know, I struggle with this, let's be honest, you know, but, but you know, when I, when I realize, okay, just because somebody does it different doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so from a neuroscience perspective, here's something else to, to, to understand and take a look at is every thought that we have, every action that we take actually consumes energy. Mm-hmm. And every time we have to decide on something, it consumes energy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we could do a deep dive if we like, but basically you want to spend your energy on the things that bring you the best and the biggest results. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to control things for other people and other things that you don't need to, you're actually taking yourself away, taking that energy Mm -hmm. away from the things that matter. You will have less energy to take home and use with your family, Mm -hmm. for example. So, and that's all, that's all neuroscience. Your brain consumes about 20% of your Mm -hmm. daily calories how you make decisions. You have two systems in your brain, system one and system two. And what ends up happening is if you consume too many calories and you waste them on things that you don't need to, well, then your system two thinking brain doesn't kick in and you're making bad decisions. Mm -hmm. You're making decisions based on system one, which is more, it's your subconscious. It's Mm -hmm. your primitive brain. Mm -hmm. It's things that you will, that's why I tell tell men and I'll tell women, do not, when you come home in the evening, don't make any major decisions because you're not at that energy level. And mm-hmm. I've experienced this myself. Is, and your brain, you might think that you're thinking logically, mm-hmm. but your brain will not actually access. Right. It's, it's kind of hit its peak for the day. Yes. Your brain will not hit the important mm-hmm. parts of your brain to pull in that information mm-hmm. to make that decision. So what might seem right at that time, you might wake up in the morning and say, what the heck did I do? Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So these are all important things to take into consideration because people say, and you'll, you'll hear experts out there say, you have to use your time wisely. Time is your most valuable asset. It's not. Mm-hmm. Energy is your most valuable asset mm-hmm. because you can have all the time in the world. And how many times have we experienced this where we have, we're sitting with our family, but we're low energy and we're right. not able to contribute to that family mm-hmm. situation, that experience as much as we want. Or you're not able to get as much, you have an hour of work to do and you have that hour allocated, but you just don't have the energy to execute Mm -hmm. on it effectively. So it all comes down to energy because Mm -hmm. when you elevate your energy, that's when everything else Mm -hmm. becomes that much easier and you actually get more results. Right. Well, and one of the things that that I, you know, saw when I was reading through your information is, you know, men absolutely have to be taking care of their own health. Um, you know, and, and, and it's funny because, you know, I talk to my friends and, and they will say, oh, you know, my, my husband never goes to the doctor. He never has an annual physical. He never exercises, never does all of those things. I'm actually pretty fortunate. My husband is, is very good at, at, you know, taking care of himself, but, you know, and, and one of the things is time, you know, they will say, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time. I can't take off during the day and go to the doctor. So I can't have an annual physical, you know, and, and, but if you're not taking care of, you know, it's the old cliche, if you're not taking care of yourself, who will, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and so I love that you talk to men and say, you know, what, hey, 
you have to be doing this. Um, you know, clearly, you know, just looking at you, we can tell you work out. Um, now, for some guys, I mean, they're not going to work out. I mean, that's just not what they're going to do. But they need to find something that, you know, maybe it's just they go for a 20-minute walk every day or they watch what they eat. Hello. You know, we all need to do that, right? Yep. You know, all these various things. But yeah, uh, men tend to let their own health go beside, you know, it, it, it takes the lowest priority out of everything. Until something happens. Right. And then they will. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's a four P's that I work on. And it's really your purpose leads to your passion, mm -hmm. which leads to your priorities, mm -hmm. which leads to your progress. Mm -hmm. And so understanding, so if your purpose is to be on this earth for as long as you can, then you need to make that a priority. You better take care of yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just changing habits. And mm -hmm. I think, again, that comes into the psychology of things because one of the biggest things, A, it starts with beliefs, mm -hmm. is the belief that I don't have enough time. Well, we can squash that. I can squash that within 10 minutes of mm -hmm. having a conversation with a man. We can figure that out in no time. Right. And then set, it's setting the habits that's a little bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. But setting those habits actually has a system and a structure too. And that's where most people don't know how to do or mm -hmm. what, how to uh, create new habits. And if we can, and I, and I show them the easy steps that it, that a person can actually change their life just by changing simple habits. Mm -hmm. And when they start doing that, mm -hmm. and he, here's what it comes down to. There's Harvard research. And I know people have talked about this a lot that shows that when you set goals, you are more likely to attain them. Mm -hmm. You're actually three times more likely to attain right. them. Well, that's not the whole study. Because 47% of those people that even set goals, six months later, they dropped off. Right. They have to be realistic goals. Exactly. <laughs> and the whole, the, all it comes down to, it's not even the goal setting. It's mm -hmm. the habits that mm -hmm. they created as a result of the goal mm -hmm. setting, the daily habits. So by creating those daily habits, you are way more likely to achieve your, uh, to achieve your business goals, mm -hmm. your health goals, your family goals, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know how to change your habits. That's a challenge. Right. Right. You know, and, and we all have, you know, things that, that we need to, to change and, and, and then, but we think, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and so it's, it's not, let's, let's change it all at once. Mm -hmm. It was okay. Let's find little things yep. win with that. And then, you know, keep, keep going. Um, and I think that's probably, you know, one of the, the things, you know, we, we all laugh about is, you know, people make these new year's resolutions mm -hmm. and they never succeed. Because it's, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to lose 100 pounds. And that's it. That's the only thing, you know. And, and again, you're not, you know, it's, it's, maybe it's not achievable. I mean, it might be good for you to lose 100 pounds. But, you know, you don't stop and, and have the other thing. Okay, well, that means that I'm going to exercise. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to do all of those other things that go yeah. with it. But, yeah, we set those unattainable goals. And then, you know, when it doesn't work, well, fine. Just not, I'm, not, I'm never going to work out again. Didn't work. I didn't lose 100 pounds. So, <laughs> Exactly. And so there's a, there's a step, but I think the biggest step that the reason why people don't do that is because, so they talk about the behaviors that they need to do to actually mm -hmm. get to a goal. Mm -hmm. Then they focus somewhat on the behaviors that they shouldn't do. That's mm -hmm. actually detracting them from the goal, but that's right. just as important. Mm -hmm. But here's a third component that's even more important is what they call the recovery component. What happens when you fall off the wagon, when you don't do the activities that you're supposed mm -hmm. to, or you end up doing the activities that you're not supposed to do? Mm -hmm. You have to have a plan for that, whether that's right. social accountability, mm -hmm. peer accountability, whatever plan mm -hmm. you put in place, but always realize you will fall off the horse. Mm -hmm. We're so not perfect. Exactly. So what is the plan to get back onto the horse? Mm -hmm. Who's going to hold you accountable? How fast are you going to get onto the horse? Mm -hmm. Those are, that's even more important. Right. That's what stops people from creating habits. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, we, we fall off and it's like, okay, you know, yeah. I, I, I ate that half gallon of ice cream, so I just can't diet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a screw up, right? Mm -hmm. I, right, right. Well, you know, one of the things that, that we were talking about at the start of the program that I want to talk a little bit more about is the fact that, you know, men are taught, are told, believe that they have to go it alone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in order to be successful, they have to, to do everything alone. And I love that you talk about the fact that one of the, the most important things that men have to have are mentors. And it's funny because women are told that all the time. If we want to be successful in business, we need to find a strong female to, and, and have her as a mentor. And that's great. I mean, you know, that, that is an absolute, but you know, men, again, men are told you have to go it alone. So why is it important for men to have a mentor? Well, a, or more than one. Well, there's, there's a number of reasons, but 
here's the most important reason. If you can have someone help you achieve your goals faster and easier and, and not waste the time, energy, and resources mm-hmm. to get there, why wouldn't you? And I'll right. just use a prime example. I have mentors myself. Mm-hmm. I have some of the best mentors around the world. And mm-hmm. I spend, and I'm just openly saying this, mm-hmm. is in the six-figure marks to have my mentors every mm-hmm. single year. And I do it for a very good reason because I know it's going to cause me thousands of dollars to sit here and talk to this one person for an mm-hmm. hour. But that person will save me right. tens, if not hundreds of mm-hmm. thousands of dollars of effort, wasted mm-hmm. time, money, whatever it is. So that is the most important thing to realize. Mm-hmm. Again, it comes down to your energy. Mm-hmm. If you're going to burn your energy on things that you don't need to, you're not going to be able to use it in, in the effective way. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest thing because you can go down one path and people say, well, you learn more while you struggle. You learn right. more from, you learn your, from your failures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, to and a you degree. Do. yes, you do to a certain degree but you don't want to keep doing it and burning Mm -hmm. yourself out. If you take a look at the most successful people, the most successful entrepreneurs, the most successful investors like Warren Buffett, what do they do? They make sure that they don't lose a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. They make sure they're not burning their money. Mm -hmm. They make smart choices Mm -hmm. and they get the right people to educate them Mm -hmm. on certain things. Mm -hmm. So if the smartest people, and I've literally, Deb, over the last four years and, and longer, I've traveled the world and studied some of the best entrepreneurs in their industries mm-hmm. and found those behaviors and actually created, that's what the winner's formula has been created from. And there is a, there are common denominators. The number one common denominator is that they all have mentors. Mm-hmm. They all do. Even right. the most successful people mm-hmm. that we think that are billionaires mm-hmm. all have a mentor. Mm-hmm. So if the top 1% are doing it and it's helping them and it's making them extremely successful, why wouldn't you or I? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and it's funny because as we were talking about this, one of the things that I thought of is, you know, when a man starts working out, mm-hmm. more than likely he's going to hire a personal trainer for a variety of reasons. You know, he wants to make sure he doesn't get hurt, that he's doing it right, you know, all those various things. And so a mentor is the same thing. You know, it's, it's somebody who's going to help guide you, keep you accountable. I mean, you know, we, we mentioned that, you know, when, when things don't go the way they should, you need somebody to say, you know, okay, let's walk through why it didn't work and, and what are we going to do next time and, and all of those things. But, you know, how does a man who it has been told you have to, to go it alone, you can't do this, how does a man find a good mentor? Wow. Yeah. That's a really interesting question because there are some out there mm-hmm. and there's good ones. There's great ones. There's exceptional ones. And then there's not so great ones. Right. There's so, ones that are going to lead you the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. So the first important thing to do is realize what, what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And are you looking to strictly make more money in your business, for example, mm-hmm. then you want a specific type of mentor right. for that. Do you need marketing help or marketing mm-hmm. skills? For example, do you want to just be happier? Mm-hmm. So really sit down and I, I, I want to say this and I want to say this very directly. Don't get fooled by the success trap equal, or success equals money trap mm-hmm. because that's where most men default. Mm-hmm. Right. Success equals the dollars I'm making. Mm-hmm. That's not success. And you will learn that when you hit a certain time period and you right. say, I spent my entire life trying to chase money. Mm-hmm. And even men that have money. Mm-hmm. And I work with seven, eight entre- figure entrepreneurs that have a ton of money and they make tons and tons of money every single year, but they're not happy. Mm-hmm. And they wish they would have backtracked a little bit, spent more time with their family or mm-hmm. built more confidence in other areas. Right. So don't fall into that trap. Be very clear. If, and I, what I say to people is put all the noise aside. If you were in a room with nobody's influence, mm-hmm. not social media, not your mother, not your father, not your wife, not your kids, not your best friend, not your neighbor, just yourself. What do you want from your life? Mm. And more importantly, I ask them, what kind of emotions do you want to feel? Mm-hmm. Because this is something that many men don't talk about. Right. It all comes down to emotions. Mm-hmm. We could talk about the studies and it might be a good topic to, to discuss here mm-hmm. is the quality of emotions determines your your life and quality mm-hmm. of emotions determines your success in your mm-hmm. relationship and in your business. But sit down and think, do you want to live a more joyful life? Do you want to have more laughter? Do you want to have more peace? Because mm-hmm. I get, I get entrepreneurs say, I want to make a hundred million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Great. 
So what kind of emotions do you want to feel? Well, I want to be uh, you know, joyful. I want to have inner peace. And, mm-hmm. and then I say, hold up one sec. Yeah, it's kind of opposites here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. At some point in time down the road, you mm-hmm. might feel inner peace. But if within the next year you want to feel inner peace and make a hundred million dollars, no, it's not probably gonna not going to happen. No. Mm-hmm. So be realistic. So mm-hmm. sit down and figure out what you want, and then actually work backwards and say, what kind of lifestyle will support those emotions, mm-hmm. and then what kind of business or occupation or career or whatever it is will support that. And that's mm-hmm. when you sit down and you say. Okay, when you have the bigger picture, you say, what kind of coach do I need? Do mm-hmm. I need strictly a business coach? Do I need a life coach? Mm-hmm. Do I need a little bit of both? Because mm-hmm. that's my area of expertise is I do business coaching and what I call life mastery. So it's business mm-hmm. and life mastery coaching. So take a look at that. Find out exactly what you're looking for. And then you can actually go on. It's actually very easy to go online and actually find someone. You'll probably see social media profiles mm-hmm. out there. There's some very good ones. You can reach out to me and I can direct you to the right people. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a marketing coach, I can direct you a sales coach. I can direct you in different ways. But the most important thing is to realize what you want out of life without anybody else's influence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then you also have to be a mentor for other people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and, and I think that's one of the things that, that people, you know, men and women forget is, you know, if we've been somewhat successful in our business, we probably have something that we can share with someone else. Um, You know, and, and so it's, it's great to do that. Um, now it was funny. Right? The other other thing I wanted to talk about uh, that you have on your you wrote a blog post about it is men also need sidekicks, and I just thought this was funny because you talk about Beavis and Butthead and you know the Lone Ranger and Tonto and and all those. But it comes back to as we said, men are told they have to go it alone. Mm-hmm. So why is it important to kind of have that sidekick type of of person? A because you everybody has more joy. And this has been shown, again, by research, when you actually share your accomplishments mm-hmm. with someone. And so having a sidekick is great. And also, you can't do everything alone. You right. cannot be the go-getter alone. Mm-hmm. If you are, you're actually fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I've been there. I've done that myself. Is you need to figure out exactly what you're good at mm-hmm. and what you want to do in life. And then figure out what sidekicks can help you mm-hmm. with those other areas. Mm-hmm. Because they will be way more effective. They will be way more efficient. You will actually be way more successful as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing to realize. And I, I, again, I just got off the phone with an entrepreneur today when he was talking about he still goes out and does quotes for his business. I said, why are you doing that? And he's yeah. working 16 mm-hmm. hours a day. Well, I don't have anybody good to do that. I that's don't just, trust anyone else to do it. Exactly. So mm-hmm. their excuses, their beliefs. Mm-hmm. So when you break that down, I can tell you, when you get to that point where you have sidekicks, you will have more sidekicks mm-hmm. because you'll, you will actually want to give more stuff to them. Mm-hmm. And it actually, it's another level too, because as a man and even as a woman, it's important to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. It's important to have a higher purpose than just living day in and day out mm-hmm. because it will be that much more meaningful. You will be that much more motivated. Mm-hmm. Well, one of those purposes, as you mentioned, is is mentoring someone else. And Mm -hmm. when you have sidekicks, when you can mentor other people, when you can help change their lives, it's that much more meaningful. So mentoring somebody from a sidekick perspective is great as well. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm assuming sidekicks can be the opposite sex. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And who knows if you're single, it might even be fun, but you know, yeah, exactly. So it doesn't have to be a man specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, go out there and and just actually, and delegation, you know, I'm sure you've talked about Mm -hmm. this, Deb. Delegation is very important. So, so that, that's important to have a sidekick. Right. Yeah. And, and of course the thing with a sidekick is in many cases, it's somebody to bounce things off of, Yes. you know, so it's, it's different than a mentor because the mentor is kind of the, the, the leader the the person who's guiding and a sidekick is more i would say a peer yeah. um a type of of relationship and so you know you, you can bounce things off of people and say what do you think if we do this or do that and for many people i mean their sidekick is their spouse yes. um you know and and um and and i love it when you know it's 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 their child mm-hmm. I, you know i you know when when i start seeing those relationships develop i think those are so cool yeah. um you know and and but yeah it's it, it, we we all, you know, male or female, have to get away from this thought that the only way we can be successful is to do it alone. 
Um, you know, and, and that's having a mentor, that's having sidekicks, that's delegating, that's all of those various things. Because yeah, when, when we're happier, everybody else around us is going to be happier too. Exactly. And the most important thing, I want to stress that because you nailed it. You will be more successful. That is what the most successful people do is they have sidekicks, they have mentors. So it's not even, it's, they're at the completely opposite mm -hmm. spectrum. So if you, and, and here's the biggest thing, if you want to follow success, then you pick up on what other successful people are doing. Mm -hmm. You just, you can just easily right. copy it. Mm -hmm. what, you know what, why, why try to create it yourself? Mm -hmm. Copy it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it is. It's mm -hmm. simply, you know, find a mentor. You can have sidekicks. Mm -hmm. There's a number of other things as well, but those are, those are two top things. Right. Well, oh my gosh, we have just a couple of minutes left and, and this is fascinating. Definitely have to have you on again because I think this is, has been so much fun discussing this. Um, but in the time we've got left, tell us a little bit more about what you and your organization does. Yeah, absolutely. So what we specifically do is we give uh, obviously men the skills, knowledge and the tools through our training and coaching and mentoring programs to help them get to the level where they want to be. Mm -hmm. And so that's done through, I personally do one-on-one -on -one coaching. We do live events mm -hmm. and we also have group online group coaching. And then there's the live component to that as well. That's really our model in terms of how we deliver it. Mm -hmm. And we also, the biggest thing there is a peer networking mm -hmm. is to be able to sit with like-minded people that are in similar positions mm -hmm. where you can bounce off of them. We've had people build long-term relationships mm -hmm. from this and actually create what we call a mastermind. They, a mm -hmm. group of men that really bounce each other off. Having an advisory board that you're that you know you have to really bounce your ideas off of and actually what we're gonna you know we're gonna say open up the kimono mm -hmm. because a lot of us don't like to talk about our finances for example right but that's one of the biggest challenges mm -hmm. if not the biggest challenge that most businesses face mm -hmm. and that's where when you have someone sitting there and say show me your finances mm -hmm. let's figure out how you can make more profit even without having to grow mm -hmm. by one other customer that's, you can do it. I've seen people do that. Mm -hmm. And people have walked away and said, wow. So that's kind of the environment that we have. It's a very safe environment. People talk about all kinds of issues that they have from business to relationship to, you know, I'm going to say, you know, some stuff that they don't want to share in public, mm -hmm. but it's for men to really just be themselves. Mm -hmm. And they come out a completely, it's about transformation, really, ultimately right. at the end of the day, is mm -hmm. they come out being the man that they want to be and mm -hmm. feeling completely confident. Even if they didn't make another dollar, they're that much happier mm -hmm. because they feel more alive themselves. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and we as people, <laughs> you know, we, we need to have kind of a mix of all of these. You know, women need their all women groups. Mm -hmm. You know, we also need to have mastermind groups with men, you know, and, and all of these things. But, you know, again, what, what ends up being lacking are the, the, the male type of, of groups where, um, you know, it's, it's just guys talking. And, and I'll be honest, ladies, we should not feel threatened by that. Um, you know, and, and we shouldn't see it as a negative either, you know, and, 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 it's not the old boys club. It's not, you know, all those various things. And, and that I think is, is one of the, the drawbacks too, is, you know, men are thinking, well, you know, it's going to be thought of in a negative way if we do this. No, you know, you're, it, it's just part of this process that we need to go through. Yeah, it's amazing. I can't tell you how many referrals I get from women mm -hmm. that say my husband right. or my colleague mm -hmm. or Whoever, my boss mm -hmm. could use this. It's mm -hmm. actually, I probably get more referrals from women than I do mm -hmm. from men. It's actually pretty amazing. That's because we're smarter. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, probably true. that's probably true. Yep. Great. Well, how do people find you and connect with you online? And, and the nice thing is you can do, obviously, you, you work virtually. Um, so yes. it doesn't matter that you're in Canada, which is where you are. But how do people find and connect with you online? Yeah, it's very simple. So I have the website that you can go to, themaleentrepreneur.com. And feel free, I'd love for you to go out there and listen to my podcast because we talk about what I like to say, the guys that, that the stuff that we like to think about, what we don't say openly, and mm -hmm. that's at the Male Entrepreneur Podcast. Mm -hmm. And you can find that at either themaleentrepreneur.com or malepodcast.com. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and as I said, I was reading through your blog and, and things like this, and, and it was very educational. You know, it, it, I didn't think, ooh, this is only written for men. You know, uh, oh, this makes sense. Um, you know, and, and so, ladies, I do encourage you to go in and check out this information. Yeah, great. I appreciate that. Thank you, Deb. Great. Well, Pradeep, is there anything you want to leave everyone with before we close? 
Yeah, I, I would say I just want to thank you, first of all, for being uh, for allowing me on this podcast. And this message, I think my last message here is really is that we need to come together as a society, both men and women, and really come together and have open, con- honest communication with each mm-hmm. other and really take this road and this path together. So mm-hmm. men needing help. We also need your help as well mm-hmm. from women because we need that support. There's nothing better than having my wife in my corner. Mm-hmm. So I think that's my last message. Right. I love it. Well, this really has been absolutely fascinating. And, and it's, you know, as I said, we have to do this again, because it's, it's something that I think we obviously need to be talking about, um, you know, and, and so we will we'll definitely have you on again. But until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great time topping, talking with Pradeep Sangha. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.